I have been terrible. <laughs> As per. Um, but you have to drink a lot of Prosecco now in your... Oh, in my daily life. In new academic pursuit. Yeah. Of being oh, a podcast person. And it was my idea that I'd drink in every single episode. So even if I'm as hungover as I am today. To be honest, this probably made me feel... It informs the mood, though, like it's okay for you to feel ropey yeah. and then not enjoy drinking it because that's funny. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not always supposed to be... Funny for everyone else. Funny for the viewers at home. Funny for the viewers at home. Well, we'll see, won't we? I actually don't feel that bad. I just feel... Um, Out of ten, how do you feel? Uh, in, like, in what, well-being? Like, ten is rough. Yeah. And one is, like, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow goop kind of wellness seven it's that thing with a hangover is that no matter what you do no matter how much sleep you've had Mm. no matter how much water you drink you will have that weird feeling in the pit of your stomach yeah. that you're just hung over and there's no getting around it. And you know that once you get up tomorrow you'll probably be fine. Yeah. But I think tomorrow I'll be extra tired because yeah. I think it's really hard work being hungover. I it think is. you use more energy or something. I don't it know. is. I worked yesterday, we had I was on a on set for a photo cover sheet reading. Yes. I interviewed the person in question. Are you allowed to say? I oh, know. Not, not yet because you're it's not, not out till Oh I know who it is. Do yeah. I? No. I'll tell you later. All oh, right, okay. Uh, it's not out till November, so it's like oh. we can't really reveal who it is. Embargo. Embargo. Is it Princess Diana? Yeah, it's the, <laughs> it's the comeback interview. It's her comeback. She's got finally got a shortlist cover in the drag that she used to go out in Vauxhall. Yeah, but yeah, what a lovely way to start a podcast to just talk about death. Yeah. Great. Nice, cheery subject. A cheery subject, but you're feeling great. I might be at a six after this class. I feel like the prosecco is gonna make me. Just by the very nature of being Prosecco, less goop. Okay. But life, you can't live your life as a one. See, so are you, you? going to slide down to my level and I'm going to slide up to We're going to meet at five. We're going to meet at five. Yeah. You know, I actually could do this right now. But I should say uh, hello, guys um, and girls and everyone in between. Welcome to episode 14 of Bottle Pop. I'm joined by Chris Mandel. Thanks. You should clap as well. Oh, really? We Sorry. To... A wonderful journalist, writer, music fan, fanatic, fanatic, Cumbria's finest, Chris Mandel. Did you know? You may know this. I was named Carlisle Living's. I was in their hundred most successful people from Carlisle. And oh my god! And I purposely didn't put it on Twitter because I thought it was a really like. Shit, what number were you? <laughs> so what I would say is, first of all, it's chronological based on when you first appeared in Carlisle Living. What number were you? 98. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me start the introduction again. We've got Carlisle's 98th most successful son, Chris Mandel Thank in the house. Thank you so much. Welcome to the house. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. We've already, we've already been here like two hours. We've yeah. just been chatting. We've put the world to rights. X Factor for a very long time. Yeah. And uh, boy bands and... And just boys. And boys. Busy, busy dreaming about, about boys. boys. Yeah, they're, to quote Charlie XCX. <laughs> Charlotte. 
So you are um, you are the features editor at Shortlist. We should get that out of the way. That's the yeah that and and which is the biggest free weekly yeah it is in the UK. Let me let me remember. It's the get biggest stats out. men's lifestyle publication. Yep. In the UK, it has half a million readers a week. Um, That's almost as many listeners as we get. Almost. Yeah. We should partner <laughs> up. We should like collab. Why not? Um, and yeah, I work there. I edit the feature section. I write for them. I like manage writers. I edit. I kind of you know clean the kitchen sometimes because it's really messy. Make the tea. I actually don't drink tea. <laughs> I did there. We drank tea. We just but had I tea. Don't make tea because. Everybody gets very arsy about how they like their tea. Yeah, but I, I made your spot on, didn't I? You did a really good job. I like it quite uh, like a muddy colour, dark and stormy. Dark and stormy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, mine's yeah. milk and five sugars, <laughs> which is uh, like I used to have it in my bottle when I was a baby. Did you? Yeah. Tea. Yeah. Can that's, you believe that? It's bad, isn't it? Not even very, decaf. It's very north. Mom, if you're listening, that wouldn't be allowed now. I don't think it would. Get it taken away. I would, but I genuinely remember, like, milky, sugary tea. Like, I mean, sucking it out of a bottle. Tea's not bad for you, though. It's not like you had an espresso. Yeah, but imagine it's like, just... Well, to be honest, it's just sugary milk, isn't it? A little bit warm. It's made you who you are today. It has, with my milky skin <laughs> and complexion and eczema and asthma and all the, all these horrible ailments. I don't have no. any of them. Well, I do have asthma, but I haven't had... Yeah, but I haven't had to use my inhaler for a very long time. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm happy to have you. It's a, a, I'm, I'm coming to the end of this season. I like calling it season, not a series. We're going to go with that. Mm-hmm. And and I, I wanted to go out with a bang. So we've got you, and then we're going to have a lovely French episode next week. And then we're going to have Becky Hill Whoa. for our finale. So that is like a one, two, three Boom, bottle pop, series one, done. And we're going to have a rap party, which you must come to. I would love to accept the prize, thank you. Well, I will be giving out prizes. I think we should crack open this bottle. We've been gagging for it for two hours now. It's it's called Bollicina. It's extra dry, like me. And me. And me. When when you asked me what did I want? You said full bodied. I said full bodied (laughs) with a big face. With a big face. Um, which quite large. has got quite a big face. Red jumper. <laughs> quite large face. Do you know. want someone with personality? <laughs> oh, I don't mind if he has one or not. What is that? What is that? Should we scroll on? <laughs> Should we scroll on? I was watching that the other night. Well, yeah. In anticipation of coming on. Well, I mean, to quote Jill Tyrrell, this is 9.99 and we'll square up later, Chris, or it just gets nasty. So here we go. Woo! That's good. Nice. Let's let's get the pour. Oh, oh shit! Oh, Spice Girls oh, posters as well. I know we're extreme. So that is the other big news at the moment. Just in case you don't know, I've had my Spice Girls tattoo done, and it's a little bit bigger than I was anticipating. <laughs> they always are, and that's why I'm feeling a bit rough today because it's you know I lost a lot of blood yesterday, a lot of plasma. Yes, yeah, so I've got a tattoo, so we're toasting that. But obviously, I like to ask you to make a formal toast. Or yes. And what would you like to toast? I would like to make a toast to Benny and the Jets because I feel like lots of really good songs at the moment have kind of borrowed or been influenced by the sort of plinky plonky piano thing in that song. Okay. And I'm specifically thinking of um, Jesse Ware's Midnight, but also 
Um, there was a song on the Harry Styles record, Woman, that used it, and Your Friend and I's Lady Gaga, she yes. used it on uh, Hey Girl. Hey Girl! Hey Girl! With Florence Welsh. Florence and the Machine. And also Super Rich Kids. So Which I, I don't have... know that, but I think we should listen and we should compare and contrast. Okay. But to Benny and the Jets. Woo! And to Elton John. And to good old Elton. And his longevity. Oh. That was a big gulp. Yeah, neck it. Mm. Bit Christmassy that. It is, it is dry. <laughs> it is, like me. But we have got to stop saying that, it's not even funny. So I'll play the original. Excuse the sound of my mouse clicking, guys. It's really unprofessional, I know. But I was saying, you know, is this like a, what's it called, like a subgenre? Like, Yeah, it's just like a kind of, if you imagine like the music industry did a tweet that was like current mood. Yeah. It would be like, So this is Benny and the Jets by Elton John, which we are toasting. Okay, so obviously that's the iconic piano. That sounded really good. It's great to hear, isn't it? I do love that song. It's a classic. So, okay, for argument's sake, let's listen to Jessie Ware, her new song, which I think is brilliant. It's very, um, her voice is great in it. Really good. All the chords great. Such a producer thing to say. It is, isn't it? And I don't even produce Jessie Ware. It's kind of like a minute in, isn't it? Maybe I love you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hear it. Maybe I need Just the... Wish I could play the piano. I can't. And then obviously this. Oh my god. <laughs> it's all literally the same. This is more synthy though, isn't it? Yeah, but they've got the same chord. I think it's a seven or a six. I'm not sure. Okay, this is that was Lady Gaga and Hey Girl, and then what? Just what the Harry one, woman, right? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, but it's got that vibe. Slowed it down, I think. I really like this song. I really like the album, actually. It is incredible. That is weird. No, I think we should toast again to that. That is a, Cheers. a well-observed phenomenon in current music at the moment. I know. I just, it needs a name. It needs a snappy name. And it needs someone to like, Benny, take it too far and ruin it. Benny Jet Piano. Who will be the person to ruin it? Um, probably Zed. Katy Perry? Katy Perry, maybe. I think she's ruined <laughs> enough for one year, actually. Bon Appetit's the best song of the year. I feel like when that came out, I just thought it was a complete mess, but actually once I heard the rest of the album, it made me realise that it was quite good. Yeah. I really love it. It's just, it's quite unconventional. I really love it. Sorry, I've got to stop doing (laughs) it. I love it. I love it. This is the bit I love the most. I can't do well. (laughs) I just, that performance of her, like, when, uh, is it Quavo? Yeah. Is like doing his bit and she's just like waving her arms around Uh like a piss head. That for me just like ruined everything about Katy Perry. She's just like she doesn't know what she to do. Mm. It just I found that really cringe. But I do like the song. Swish Swish as well. Swish Swish is great. 
but the pop moment of the year is literally go ahead. That's literally my favorite thing that she's ever done in Bon Appetit. After oh, the yeah, rap, yeah, she's yeah. like, go ahead. Go ahead. Like, it, it's not even loud in the mix or anything. She just says it. And I'm like, oh, so weird. I also want to point out, actually, at this point, um, um, Caroline Alien, who we had on episode three. Uh, I want to send out a massive congratulations to her because she's had her first number one co-write in the UK. Congrats, Caroline. Let's have a toast to that. And, Cheers. you know, that just shows at Bottle Pop we are ahead of the curve. Um, but yeah, she, she co-wrote New Rules um, by Dua Lipa, which is Dua's first number one as well. First female UK artist to be number one since Adele with Hello wow. in 2015. So yeah, it's been and two years. Yeah, there's literally like been a a dearth, a dearth, a dearth yeah. of female artists. Um, so congrats, Dua. That song is amazing, the Dua mm -hmm. song. Me and Julian were discussing that earlier while you'd popped out. Mm. And yeah, but it's the video and the song together. It's the, it's the video together with the song. I love the song, but it's incredible. The lyrics are really clever, and the production is ridiculous. But the so the video like takes it to that level where it's just like yeah and it's kind of a reminder maybe not that you need reminded but that a good video can will do always that. make a great song even greater like yeah it's so it's so slick and I think there are some pop stars that don't naturally do that kind of car hyper choreographed like yeah almost runway model kind of thing and it's I love how deadpan she is she's like the performance she puts on is is incredible. So I'm very, very, very proud of Caroline and Duran. Obviously Julian as well, actually, because he's been a big part whole of Whole operation. The whole operation. So big up Caroline, big up Duran, big up Julian. Amazing. It's, uh, yeah, so we went out celebrating on Friday, but I had to leave early because I was DJing. But yeah, it so was great. So you went two... Two nights in a row. That's me, you know, getting that coin, paying for my tattoos, my yeah. shit tattoos. 70 pounds it costs. Oh, you don't have any piercings, do you? No, I never did. I really wanted... Um, first, I wanted the top of my ear done like oh, yeah. Lee from Steps. Yeah. My and number one crush. <laughs> same. Although I haven't seen what it looks like lately. Am Doesn't I? matter. Just and then, think, about, think about 1999. And then I went through an eyebrow bolt phase. Did you have it in? No, no, I, I really wanted one. Who had one of them? Was it, it Jay from Five? It, yes. Yeah. Who I think is my favourite member of Five. The hottest one. Yeah. He did the rap with the weird Northern American hybrid accent. Yeah. Um, and just looked a bit greasier than the other ones in yeah. a good way. He'd give you a good time. He would. And he'd fix your boiler while he was at it, I think. Yeah. Well, that's part of... The... I'm not going to go down that That's way. not a euphemism. He genuinely probably knows how to. I'd love Jay from Five to fix my boiler. I think that'd be lovely, don't you? I think I feel not so bad about Five, you know, disbandoning because I feel like he would get a pretty steady line of work fixing things. You can fix me. <laughs> Sorry, I could say that to anything you say, couldn't I? Getting very like, blue. It is, hour. isn't it? <laughs> well, that's a nice segue into what we wanted to talk about, which was boy bands. Yeah. Because you have a vast knowledge of boy bands. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, obviously knew I was coming on and I wanted to think about what I wanted to talk about. And it's like almost a little bit like mastermind, like what your speciality subject is. Exactly, and people have come on uh, the show and talked about loads of things, and no one's really given a lot of um, time for boy bands yet, but I think they occupy quite an interesting space in pop. Um, mm -hmm. Not only has it constantly changed what like a boy band should look like and what they've 
but there's just been lots of different phases. I think currently it's a bit of a damp patch, really. Mm -hmm. You don't really see any good ones at the moment. Um, but yeah, I just I was always into boy bands, and I think that does probably like go back to you know seeing all these like hot guys mm. being emotionally open was just like able to communicate. Yeah, hearts in my eyes, kind of thing. I know. Oh, do you remember B2K? They yeah, sort of. Oh my god, they were so hot. I feel like did they always wear vests? They rarely wore anything on the top half. Of the yeah, body. and they were like. 16 and they were ripped like fully ripped unfair um, body standards for men yeah and they were like incredible Great dancers men. and their songs were like really sexual but they were like 16 and they were the same age as me I think so it's very confusing almost like unfair yeah like what the fuck what I found really interesting though about well about boy bands broadly is that you know in the 90s like Backstreet Boys and stuff they weren't like men generally weren't like ripped, like film stars even. If you look at like Marky Mark doing Calvin Klein, mm, he, he was, was one of a kind though. Yeah, wasn't he? but he was kind of ripped, but he didn't have a six pack. Mm. Just it was the like chest. If you had a slightly defined chest, you looked ripped. And it was the same for like the guys in Backstreet Boys or whatever, and even right down to One Direction. There's always one I think that had a slightly ripped body, but yeah, like a proper yeah. painted on. But everyone else is sort of doughy. But that was, that was considered like really like, oh my God, like hard to attain, like on a shelf kind of like. Mm. Whereas if you look at like how ripped guys are generally now, it's mm. so much more. And I think that's really interesting that even like One Direction, like I wouldn't say any of them were, they were, they were just a slightly toned. At the time when they were One Direction, no, but now like Liam Payne's literally bulking up for Wolverhampton. Like yeah. he is. Gurning. For the lads. Gurning away on his, what do they call it? P push press up? I don't even know what he's doing. The, on his new Instagram, he's doing pull ups, right? It was like on a chin ups? Chin ups, yeah, it's put, yeah. And he's like, his back is like a wedge. Good for him. <laughs> well done. Get that, uh, get that strip that down promo. I know. You know, like he's got a. Did you see his performance on Graham Norton? I didn't. I thought that, I do think though that's a really weird song to play on that. <laughs> yeah, strange, right? But I suppose there's only Graham and Jonathan Ross. Yeah, like the I only two sort of. Wassy might not even be on at the moment. Yeah, but wouldn't and would, Alan Carr, right? I think that's been cancelled. Chatty man. Mm. Really? Why? I, so. I don't think. Well, I, I don't think there were enough guests for the three shows, and I don't think anyone was going. Like it wasn't doing anything for anyone, basically. Bring back Michael Parkinson. That's what I say. Yeah. But also, like, I thought it was pretty amazing for a while that the yeah. two best chat shows were hosted by gay guys. Like, two of the biggest names in Oh, British Alan and, Entertainment. and yeah. Graham. Was he? going to top you up. Thank you. Do you want some milk with your prawns? <laughs> fill, milk. The, fill the glass twice over. Milk for Jill. <laughs> um, yeah, Graham gets the best guest though, doesn't he? Yeah, all the big Hollywood stars. Uh... I went to a recording of Graham Norton and I was, uh, I can't even remember who was on. <laughs> they couldn't have been that great. Really? Yeah. I'd love to go to And then I went to a recording of Jonathan Ross with Madonna where she had the whole show and me and Julian were on the front row and I could smell her hairspray. It was was like, she good? Yeah, she was. She did Living for Love and she did Ghost Town and she did it three times. <laughs> yeah. Because they have to get it right. What was she like when they weren't? In Rolling. between 
lovely. Well, she's caught, like being touched up constantly by her team, you know. Um, but just, yeah, it just felt like like a religious experience to be in her, to be in her presence almost. Like when she walked in, it was just like, what the fuck, it's Madonna. It's kind of amazing to see people like her just walking onto a couch and sitting down. Yeah, and like I was looking at her and I was like, every day for my entire life, I have listened to one of your songs or thought about one of your songs or thought about you in some way or other right back into the 80s like and being in a in a car with my mum with the immaculate collection on the tape mm. like she's just been there at every point and she doesn't even know this but right. she, like and, and that's the weird thing and then she was just there in front of me and I was like yeah it is so weird isn't it how 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 um sort of a massive part of your life these yeah. uh, global sort of icons are. That's why people like Michael Jackson dying really affect people, I think, and David Bowie. Because it's hard, you can't really pinpoint why. But, and, and everybody's quite, um, there's a lot of like, people quite snobby about it, and like, oh, I don't like all this sort of like over sort of public mourning. Public grieving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, well, actually, so if, you know, someone like George Michael, I, literally do you know what I'll see people tweet about someone that's died who I don't really care about and I will have the thought in my head ugh like I don't care Mm. but I wouldn't go out of my way to type that out do you know what I mean it's like why like it's like pointless Twitter's massive right there's plenty of room for Gemma Collins gifts as well yeah yeah there is Love Gemma Collins. Gemma Collins. Gemma Collins. I'm claustrophobic, Darren. <laughs> She's so it's the funny. One about someone pissing on her that I liked. Yeah, I'm not into that. <laughs> I'm not into that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh God, she's having such a moment. She's having. Such it is a weird, isn't it? It's getting appropriated by straight people, though. Yeah, I feel like it's, the thing is, is and I've seen this. Jump happen. in the shark, isn't it? Yeah, straight people are going to ruin it because they're going to get it wrong. Yeah. They're going to make you'll a joke. Get, you'll get a brand. It'll be a brand. It'll be like Greg's. They'll use a, a gif yeah. of Gemma Collins and everyone will be like, oh, oh fucking hell, Greg's. Mobile. Greg's are so vocal on Twitter. If you ever at Greg's, they will respond. They literally have a team of like 20 interns. When I got my job at Shortlist, they sent me a VIP card. Fuck off. Yeah. Greg's. A gold card, yeah. Fuck off. It had 20 quid on it. But if you ever tried to spend 20 quid in Greg's, it takes a long time. I think yeah. I did five visits. I am... I get a cheeky sausage roll maybe three or four times a week. Do you know there's like a thousand calories in there? I don't go near them, but what I will tell you... Why not? There's none near where I work or live. There's none in Streatham. Really? There's not one in Brixton. Do you have a Percy Ingle? No. That is weird. In Newcastle, there's a 24-hour one. Yeah, they have a bouncer outside on Friday nights. Yeah. I've been turned away from that, Griggs. Have you? I mean, to be honest, like I'm not in the mood for a sausage roll after a night out. I would the chicken get a bake. steak slice, mm-hmm. steak bake, and I would microwave it the next day. I love bread. Mm-hmm. How did we get on to talking about this? I don't know. We're talking about blue the carbs. But uh, we were talking about Greg's, Ruby yeah. and Gemma Collins. All snowballed. It will, no. yeah, it always does. But you wanted to talk about boy bands. Yeah. Did love- you like what? Have you ever like interviewed any? famous ex-boy banders in your tenure as 
you worked at FHM at one yeah, point. You yeah. worked at, you've done lots of different... Yeah, so I just, uh, I used to, my first work as a journalist was for the NNE. Yeah. Uh, when I was still at Newcastle, I was about 19. Yeah. And I started doing gig reviews for them and I started going out and about and, you know, I would go in the office in the summer sometimes. I went to the NME Awards one year, which Ooh. was like amazing. And it was all very like Lily Allen, like Kasabian. When it was good. It was, yeah, when it was at Brixton Academy, and in fact, it still is there, so that's not a very good frame of reference. But, uh, and then when I moved to London proper, I got an internship at FHM mm. and I got a job off the back of that. So, but when I was there, it was, um, you know, very friendly fires, like elbow. We weren't doing boy bands. Um, having said that, uh, this year at Shortlist, we had abs from five on the cover. Oh my God, because he's a farmer now. He is a farmer. He has alpaca, I think. Yeah. Which is the plural of... Alpaca. Really? Alpaca. Not I alpacas? Think, I think it's like sheep and fish. Um, but one of our writers, um, one of our features writers, he went down and met him because he wanted to do a piece which was basically saying, is there life after boy bands? Um, I thought you were going to sing Cher at me then. <laughs> I will not be doing that. Oh. So he went down and he met Abs and it was a really, really fantastic piece. Uh, Abs kind of just opened up, like gushed to Dan, the writer about how ill-prepared he was for being famous and like, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but like he spent so much, like he, he gave so much away to people that eventually he had no money, he was bankrupt. Mm. He ha he got like loads of his bank accounts shut down because he had such a bad credit rating. Mm. So when he, he had to sell his house and he sold his house for like 200 grand, which obviously at the time was probably quite a lot of money. Um, and he had nowhere to put the money so his manager or a friend was like, just put it in my account and whenever you need it, it's there, okay? Like, don't worry. Yeah. So he puts his money in and every time he was wanting money, his, his, his manager or friend was kind of like, I'll give, you can have a hundred or you can have 500. And wow. He, suddenly he Did had- Did he, he not legally had power of attorney over No, it? but he just literally gave, put all of his money in someone else's bank account because he couldn't get open uh. his bank account. And it got to the point where he had no house, uh, no money, because this guy was being super shady. Yeah. And he, as I remember, because it's this kind of long read that we did, he was living with, like, he was almost like a kept man with this, like, older lady. Yeah. Who she would give him, like, a grand when he needed it, or she would give him money to buy, like, a new suit for an event and stuff. Mm. And he was, like, really unhappy, but he couldn't leave. He had a roof over his head. And he was telling this story, and I'm like editing this first draft of this copy and mm. it was just like you know this guy that used to be a really big deal like really hard done by completely fucked over he had no like um agency as an individual and it's fascinating like boy bands come and go yeah and uh, to be honest like you know that you know there's so many stories like that of brian harvey like for e17 and it's well documented all of his sort of personal troubles and even like like Robbie Williams, who's ridiculously successful, has always struggled with the boy band tag that he had. And yeah. Like they had a horrible relationship with their manager, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think back then as well, it just seemed so much more like you were a product. Yeah. And you were, you belonged to somebody and you were mm. serving a great purpose. Nowadays, and I think it's part of the, the broader, like wholesome nature of like pop music is... People are desperate to say, like, so-and-so has a writing credit, so-and-so yeah, is, like... Yeah, more... That, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like, before they were just products that were given songs and they would sing them yeah. and they were told to dress a certain way. Yeah. 
They're selling a, a more like 360 image because then I guess the industry is not just making money from album sales anymore. They're making money from, you know, let's just use Harry Styles as an example. Mm. You know, his Instagram followers are massive. He's, you know, all everywhere. His look is very like recognizable and mm. brands want to work with him. And so I guess nowadays, like when you think about Take That, you saw them when they went on Top of the Pops and you saw them when they did an interview with Smash Hits. Mm. You weren't able to see, like Robbie was never like Instagramming his breakfast. Mm. So I guess now that you see more of people, uh, management are treating them as like more whole objects, I guess. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And it's more of a, I think they have more of a like, let me top you up. You're Thanks. Getting, getting I, mean, I feel like I'm drinking Drinking you out of house and home. You're not, because I actually had lots of big swigs earlier, if you remember. Yeah. So I feel like we're equal at the moment. I've been taking very ladylike sips. Yes, and, and I'm trying to, but it's very hard for me. But I um, obviously like think we are at the moment living through or sort of almost um, like tolerating all the careers of One Direction, <laughs> the five solo careers that yeah. we have kind of been put upon us as a public that we have to kind of deal with. And um, some of them are incredible, and I love them. And I, I, there aren't any that are actually bad. I just think no other boy band has ever had that. Mm. Like, take that, you know. Obviously, Gary and Robbie did their thing. Mark had a little thing as well. Yeah, that's, that's the back of Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah, I think a song called was. Clementine, which I really like. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't think of anything. Like, uh, NSYNC had, like, there's never more than one that breaks out. JC Shazay looked like he was going to be, like, the biggest thing. Yeah. But he didn't. And then with uh, Backstreet Boys, none of them had a yeah. career, really. That was anything to... None of them were actually particularly striking or engaging. But I think it's because nobody knew anything about them. And I think they... Also, I they knew was... that Brian had that heart problem. <laughs> do you remember? I do remember, and we were talking earlier about. Um... And AJ had the like substance abuse, and he had a hair transplant. I remember the hair transplant. That yep. was a quite a watershed moment for hair transplants. I yeah, I think also though, like boy bands in the nineties were so much more like pinups. Yeah, they were so much more like Magic Mike, Chippendale kind of yeah. like things to admire and gaze at at arms length. So that when they try and break out and convince you that they've got a personality, it's a bit like, I didn't yeah, want you that's for that. that's a good point, actually. Whereas One Direction was completely different. They didn't dance. No. They weren't ever, like, topless. We were constantly seeing in the tabloids every tattoo they got, and we were seeing experts analyse what Zane's camera tattoo means, and we yeah. were kind of getting the sort of insight that you would get from a friend. It was yeah. like... It was know, a soap opera. Really. It was. And you see the, the whole thing, like, them they have so much pressure to exist outside of One Direction because yeah. of the era that they were sort of brought into. And they were put together on a TV programme, so we kind of saw them as individuals first. They did. I remember Liam Payne, before he was... When he did his first audition, he got to the judges' houses, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. 14. And he was like, I've come back to audition, but Simon Cowell said I need to go and do my GCSEs, so I've done my GCSEs and I've come back and I'm going to do this now. And then he sung that um, Cry Me River, like Michael Bublé thing. Yeah. But that audition was great, I thought. Because it was really, like, he was like a crooner. Like, yeah. And, like, doing... Isn't it interesting that now he's free from the band, Liam Payne is not... He's basically the Not pursuing that. that, yeah. Which is, you know, do chin-ups and, like, you know, sing about vodka. Yeah, bulk up and, like, kind of rap on your song. And he, I think, you know, arguably, 
Oh, I don't know actually. It's really hard actually to, to to. They all have different merits. Like I think, I think Liam probably technically has the best voice. Maybe. Yeah, maybe live. I think he'd be quite good. Yeah, and then I think Zayn has a really lovely voice, and I really like his falsetto. I think he's really really gorgeous. Mm. Uh, I think Zayn's probably my most. I find him the most attractive. I would say. And then Harry's just like, there's something about Harry that's really special, I think, that yeah. none of the others really have. And then Niall, I think, is lovely and I really like him and he's really likeable. And then the thing I like about Louis Tomlinson is that he just seems like he tries really hard. Yeah, you can tell Louis the oldest. Yeah, but like decent as well. Yeah, but I mean, I think I, I think it's really interesting. I was going to ask you, like, who. It's hard to just five careers because some of them, Zayn has had an album out for a long time, yeah. Harry's had, you know. But, like, who do you think is kind of doing a really good job of being a solo artist? Um, oh, it's difficult because I love Slow Hands. I think that's a really good song. Yeah, me too. But I wouldn't say Niall. Right. Not because I, I don't like him, but I think... Uh, it's hard. It's really hard. Like, I hate pitting people against sure. because they're all different but they all have different merits so I yeah. guess it's less of a pity and it's early isn't it very early for some of them but I think Harry's album um, is great yeah and it f it feels authentic I hate that word but it does yeah and it the music is making feels like it matches his personality more than any of the others yeah like Liam I, I find it hard pill to swallow that he's making like a sort of DJ Mustard song with, uh, is it Quavo? And, Quavo, there he is again. And he's from like Wolverhampton, which is where yeah. I'm from. So it's obviously like a, a, a strange thing to see that, but that doesn't take away from the fact that I think he's a great singer. But you know what? You can't knock him for trying. And that's probably and the music he listens to, and that is probably what he likes to. I think the Z song that he's done is very good. Actually, yeah. like I really like that, and I think obviously part of that is how it's produced. But he almost feels like this kind of peppy, like male cheerleader, like kind of dance floor thing. Mm. I really like it. Like I think it kind of works. It's like but Justin just... Bieber without the attitude. Yeah, and there's a sort of almost like white Jason Derulo about it. Like mm. this kind of. I mean. It just doesn't feel like creatively, like as a body of work, like 11 of those on an album would say much about Liam Payne. Well, we'll see, won't we? Yeah, well, we... Um, Hang on, we're having a sound issue. Sorry. It's fine. These things happen. Um, yeah, so I obviously, like, as is a recurring theme, my laptop didn't record two-thirds of our chat so unfortunately I'm having to continue over the phone with Chris who has rather kindly taken some time from his working day at shortlist to continue the podcast briefly I feel, I feel like I'm really getting full bop bop experience purely by having to continue the conversation on the phone I feel very um, proud to be involved in it. Okay, well that's good. I feel because I felt awful because you were at my house for like five hours and <laughs> and we got fifty two minutes of of chat recorded. And we Normally, so much as well. I felt rubbish on Monday. Oh, I'm sorry. I felt okay. It's, like, it's not your fault. It's all part of the uh, creative experience. It's part of the experience, yeah. but I mean, 
it's still kind of it was almost all for nothing but we got we got so far we were, we're in the middle of talking about one direction and then um, right where did we go to do you know what, Chris? We really didn't get that far. We were just talking about who's having the best solo career. Yeah, and it's funny because I actually can't remember a lot of the conversation because the first thing that goes when I drink is my memory. So right. it's not as if I can even search through the fragments of our conversation. And may as well just, you know, I remember saying, and I do still think this, even though it's quite an odd song, I quite like that Louis single. But I think that fact song is actually pretty cool. What, um, Louis Tomlinson? Mm, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. No, you should. You should. You need to. Um, I don't have. I don't have opinions on things like that. But I do. I do Are you think the BBC. I am the BBC. No, I do, the thing about Louisa, I think you can't knock him for trying. Yeah. Do you know what we we should um we should get onto your aux cable while we still have signal. Very end of the world, this doesn't it? A little bit, yeah. But don't worry, all is not lost. Okay. All is not lost. So we 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 can easily wrap this up. We just need to do. You just need to introduce the three songs. Okay, then. So first one is Backstreet Boys. Quit playing games with my heart. This is probably my favourite Backstreet Boys song, and it also um, really illustrates their strength. They used to do a lot more vocal harmonies. They used to be presented as these kind of like uh, hunky, emotionally available men, which obviously had a lot of appeal at the time. And I think it's just a really great early 90s um, boy band song, so that is my first choice. We're playing games with my Backstreet Boys and what is your second choice Chris Mandel? Second choice is um, because I wanted to pick three songs and three artists that are very non-traditional yeah. uh, boy bands or different kinds of boy bands the second one I've chosen is song by Busted yeah. um, I was never really on board with them until they started 
with this song and this is for me this is them taking being pop stars quite seriously all of a sudden yeah um and this is who's david so it's um a bit slower and a bit more heartfelt and a lot less kind of wacky yeah and i think that is when busted really hit their stride for me um so i kind of i want to include that one because yeah it's just a great and we didn't we say we thought it sounded like blink 182 yeah, they kind of Charlie and, and James do that very sort of nasal. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, sort of when they're like, are you beating other guys? Like, they really sort of... It's, and, and that's how they were marketed. Are you sure that you're mine? Aren't you dating other guys? You're so cheap and I'm not mine. You're not worthy of my time. You're just a boy. Your third choice for your aux cable selection before it was cruelly not saved by my laptop. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting actually saying this after we talked about it. Um, yeah. Because you're not a big fan of this, are you? Um, I like the song-ish, but I'm not a fan really of them as a band. And I think I said that One Direction were the first band um, sort of pop phenomenon that I felt completely um, not a part of uh, even if I didn't like it before I still felt part of it but with this I just felt too old didn't get it they didn't dance didn't like mm-hmm. didn't really get it so we I have chosen What Makes You Beautiful which was obviously their first and I think their best song in hindsight um, yeah it is I think and yeah, so and I think it's a really, you know, this, this is in my eyes really the last big boy band song we've had in modern times, and I don't know when the next one's going to turn up. Um, so it seems like an important one to include for that reason as well. Fingers crossed that we get someone new who can dance, and yeah. Maybe we'll see someone great on this year's X Factor. Yeah, maybe. I really doubt it though. Yeah, me too. I think it's gonna be dog shit. It is. Okay. You're insecure. Don't know
And that was One Direction, What Makes You Beautiful. Um, what a wonderful choice. Thanks for that, Chris Mandel. Um, okay. I, obviously, apologies that we've had to do the rest of this over the phone. It's very Nick Levine-esque. Um, this is what happens. It's journalists. This is what this is what you do. You break yeah. you break my laptop. No, I'm joking. But it was fun. I had a nice time. And it was really uh, good. yeah, and and the, and it's been a great podcast anyway, despite all of that. And it's been brilliant. And thank you very much for all your yeah. wonderful choices. And. Uh, and yeah, thank you very much. Yes, well, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me on because, as I said, I'm a big fan and even um, be considered a guest is a massive privilege. Uh, I feel like I sound a bit like um, Joe McEldry or something. It's like, I just, I'm just glad to be involved in it. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I owe you I owe you a, a an episode in uh, season two, 100%. I'll have you back. Well, I look forward to the next one. Uh, on the road, if you. Oh yeah, Thanks next week it. I'm going to be in France. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so who knows what kind of challenges that will present. Well, thank you so much. You're I, welcome. Um, let's speak soon, alright? Yes, thank you so much, Chris. Fantastic. Alright, take care. Bye. 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 Oh, that is lovely.